0: to another edition of the Aviation Pros podcast. I'm Joe Petrie, Editorial Director for Aviation Pros. Wisconsin Aviation is celebrating its 40th year in business in 2021, having grown from a single location in Wisconsin to three FBOs across the southern half of the state. I recently spoke with Wisconsin Aviation President and CEO Jeff Baum about the company's four-decade journey and what lies ahead for the next 40 years. All right, Jeff. Well, thank you for speaking with me today. So the first question I have for you is, how did you end up getting into this business? I mean, what drove the creation of Wisconsin Aviation 40 (laughs) years ago?
1: Well, that's kind of of interesting because, well, uh, 40 years ago, um, the company that I was working for failed. And so a couple of us were standing on the ramp and we said, okay, you know, what are we going to do now? Because technically we we were unemployed and we said, hey, let's Let's have this great idea and start a new FBO. So uh, we started Wisconsin Aviation, and um, little did we know, uh, did we realize that uh, at the time, the economy was probably in the worst recession we'd seen since the Great Re- uh, Depression. We didn't know it because we didn't have CNN or any of the news like that to tell us that. Interest rates were 21%, and two weeks after we formed the business, President Reagan fired most of the air traffic controllers.
0: So tell me the time to start a business. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, I mean, give it that. I mean, how has the business changed in 40 years? What challenges are there today that you didn't have when it started? Well, there's a lot of things. And, you know,
1: thinking back to 40 years ago, I think, you know, when you look at changes, I'd have to look at, you know, change in my role with the company, uh, change in our company and changes within the industry. And uh, certainly, um, you know, from the changes standpoint, what are the huge changes, Um, technology, uh, computers, you know, 40 years ago, we didn't really have any computers, I think it was in the uh, 84, 85 era. We've got our first computer, which was an 8086, which is, you know, just a dinosaur, and that one cost us $2,500 for the first 8086 computer. So certainly computers and the impact of the computers as in your day-to-day operations is huge. Uh, weather dissemination. When I think back to those days, you know, you got on the telephone and you called flight service station and early in the morning, and you'd probably wait an hour, you know, before one of them could get to you. And, and today, you look at what the weather we have available; it's, it's tremendous. Uh, obviously, from the avion from the airplane standpoint, avionics has come light years from back then back then you know we were using mainly uh NDBs and VORs and then we got the uh, the first RNAVs which we thought was pretty cool when you could move a VOR station to a new location a ghost station and then you got LORAN and then you got the GPS and now you're looking at ads and you have the satellite weather so a huge huge difference there i think from other areas uh the quality of FBOs and their facilities in 40 years has Changed dramatically for the better. Um, Back then, you saw a lot of uh, very marginal FBOs at uh, particularly smaller airports and poor facilities, and a lot of that is gone, and now you have pretty pretty good quality uh, FBOs. I think uh, there's been a big change from uh, back then. There's a lot more of the pleasure flying. Um, I won't even call it recreational, just plain pleasure flying, small airplanes. And there's much more of migration towards the uh, business line, which uh, for the FBO industry is is certainly much more profitable. I think uh, social media is a big change. Um, FBOs can get graded very quickly on social media. Uh, good experience or bad experiences can be broadcast very quickly. Um, the expectations of customers are, is is very different uh, today than than back then. Much more demanding than it was say 40 years ago. And I think the complexity of running one of these businesses has changed dramatically.
0: The next question I have for you then is tell me a little bit more about the growth of Wisconsin Aviation. Where did you start out and how has the how has the uh business grown since you began?
1: Well, we started out in the Watertown Airport. That was uh, where we started the business, which is a very small airport, small town airport. And uh, we had, uh, I think at that time, a 3,200 foot runway. We had one NDB approach. Uh, We didn't even have jet fuel. Um, We had very limited hangar facilities. We are probably using a garden tractor or something as our tug. Uh, and that was about it. So um, it's grown pretty big from there. We had three uh, full-time employees at that time. Uh, we now have, I think, uh, 140-some employees in three locations. And uh, we picked up the Dodge County Airport at Juneau, Wisconsin, uh, in 1983. We started maintenance in 1987. Uh, in 1994, January 1, we took over the main FBO at the Madison, the Dane County Regional Airport. In 1995, um, we absorbed our competitor over there, Uh, we started avionics service about that time, Um, we've started interior work since then, and so it's grown significantly.
0: And as far as being able to grow the business, can you tell me a little bit about what your vision has been for Wisconsin Aviation and what sets it apart in the industry?
1: Well, we want to be uh, a place where people want to do business. We don't want to force them to do business. And we're not one of those where if somebody comes here, we can charge them a huge uh, ramp fee and be, just because we're here. Uh, we have signs on our doors that say, no ramp fees. We prefer to earn your business. And I think that's very true. So our vision is to try to serve the customer the best we can. Uh, we want to have prudent financial management to ensure that the company stays um, solid. And uh, we we don't want to grow just for the sake of growth. We want to get better rather than just grow.
0: You mentioned starting with just a tractor to begin with at the the original FBO. How has your GSE needs changed specifically over the last 40 years?
1: They've changed. A lot of it has been dictated by uh, the growth of the business and the location. So here at Watertown, um, it, it hasn't grown. The needs haven't changed all that much. Certainly, we've added a lot of hangar space, um, which has made a big difference. We built a new terminal building, made a big difference. Um, We've added certain amounts of equipment. But at Watertown, we don't get a whole lot of jet traffic, and we don't have any commercial airline service. So as far as equipment needs, that kind of limits what we need here. Now, when we took over the Madison, uh, Wisconsin Airport, there we have military, we have uh, airline, and we have some very significant uh, transient traffic. So uh, our needs on equipment and so forth have certainly grown over there.
0: And how has technology helped the FBOs like yours achieve its ground handling requirements?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I'd say one of the, the one of the great things is um, flight tracking. Uh, Being able to see what's coming in and and anticipate the needs of those people uh, has certainly been a big plus, um, I think, for any FBO. Uh, Training aids, the ability to use a computer and uh, training classes on the computer has certainly been a a wonderful addition, uh, technological addition. Record keeping has certainly advanced uh, tremendously um, with the technology And certain things like fuel uh, tank monitoring, uh, fuel level monitoring, and things like that have been a a, a big boost from technology.
0: And starting from that original tractor, how much has the size of your GSE fleet grown as the company (laughs) has grown? Exponentially. Uh,
1: Jeff Davis, our general manager at matters. I keep telling him, I think his uh, his goal is he who dies with the most pistons wins. Because we <laughs> certainly have a, an awful lot of equipment. Uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, just tremendous amount of growth and things that we never had to to start with. Uh, it, we have, uh, I believe, uh, five jet fuel trucks. We have uh, several hundred octane trucks. We have another one on order. We have an uh, auto gas truck. We have a diesel fuel truck. Um, we have tugs, you know, tow bars, uh safety equipment, uh changes there have been uh, big as far as uh, uh, buying things. Uh we have deicers, we have uh stairs, um lab carts, GPUs, belt loaders, uh we've built uh new fuel farms at all three locations, new hangars, new terminal buildings, um overfill
0: protections,
1: forklifts, golf carts, <laughs> floor scrubbers, you know, there's a tremendous amount of equipment that has been added.
0: And tell me how do you feel about the current state of the FBO industry and uh where do you see it going?
1: Well, it's uh it's very interesting post uh pandemic or semi post pandemic. Uh the FBO industry uh, seems to be doing quite well. Um during the pandemic itself we were very surprised the flight school our flight schools did quite well. Uh, people came out of the woodwork to learn to fly or uh, re- get back into flying. So that was that was a very positive sign um, at the lower levels. Uh, what we're seeing now is a lot of uh, strong um, jet traffic and upper level traffic. People that have the money do not want to go on the airlines and of course the airline schedules have changed fairly dramatically. So uh, that part of it has been very good and a lot of new people um, coming into the charter world or into trying to buy airplanes. Um, For us, particularly on the airline side, our airline volumes are still down considerably from where they were um, uh, pre-pandemic. But uh, I I think in in some cases, in some of the smaller cities, it may be a little rougher go for some of the FBOs. But in big cities, they seem to be doing tremendously well. uh, And the values are certainly way up there. And with the sale of Signature and Atlantic at tremendous numbers, um, it's very interesting.
0: And my last question for you today is, you guys have been had a pretty successful 40-year run. What do you see for the next 40 years of Wisconsin Aviation? How do you plan to grow the business further?
1: Well, we want to keep uh, figuring out how to best serve our customers and then do it the right way. And uh, that's how we'll grow the business. As far as where is the industry going and where is business going, uh, I think there could be a lot of changes. Um, the electric aircraft coming uh is going to be probably the biggest single change for FBOs. Um, Many FBOs rely on the fuel sales. And while jet fuel and 100 octane is not going to go away, the impact of the electric aircraft will be very interesting. And that will certainly also change needs within the maintenance organizations. I think uh, the UAVs, the drones, uh, are going to be a big change in aviation. Uh, A lot of new entrants using drones and how that's going to change things. Uh, Urban air mobility is going to be a big change, not necessarily, I don't think, for Wisconsin aviation because we're not in major metropolitan areas, but um, that's going to be an interesting change. And then some of the uh, cultural changes we're seeing, uh, you know, with the remote uh, offices and uh, the Internet and, uh, you know, just
0: cultural um, values uh, are going to be interesting changes within aviation. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. For the latest FBO news, make sure to subscribe to our daily FBO newsletter. I'm Joe Petrie. Have a great day.